Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. Good morning, everyone. How are we doing today? It is September 9th, Wednesday, September 9th, and this is, of course, your daily financial news. If you'd like to understand what's going on in investing, your market, real estate, every single day, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button uh, as I attempt to bring you this live about 7.30 every single day, seven days a week, 12 months out of the year, 365 days. While doing that, uh, we are on the march to 10,000 subscribers. I think we need about 700 more. Uh, So if you are a new viewer and you like what we do in these daily shows, do me a favor and hit that subscription, hit that like button. Uh, I'd like to see this channel grow and grow and grow. So as of the news, uh, lots of stuff going on. It's amazing the stuff that can change in a day. We got some economic data. We got some company reporting earnings that we talked about over the weekend. And of course, we have, uh, we'll start with the new stimulus talks. Uh, at this point, uh, as I've been sharing with you for the last, what, what do you want to call it, two weeks or so, uh, I am waiting for this uh, skinny bill. Uh, there's been a lot of talk, but no bill. To me, A, it seems like a very good political move, if, if, that's, if that's your game. Uh, the Senate McConnell could come out and say, hey, we all agree on these four things. Here's some money. Sign the bill while we negotiate everything else. Um, I think that's a great economic move because it really puts Nancy on her back heels and she has a choice. Uh, Does she want to dig in her heels and make it all about bailout to the states or does she want to say, yes, let's help the American people? But, but we don't have a bill. We don't have this skinny bill. So I am wondering if good old Mitch doesn't have the votes, right? I think he needs I think he needs 51 votes, but he needs like 63 to avoid a filibuster. So I don't think he has the votes. Where is this thing, Mitch? I mean, you had three weeks to make sure you can get it done. Uh, that is, uh, that's going to be something interesting. I am still hopeful. I have no reason to be hopeful. The politicians, Congress has done nothing. For me to think I should be hopeful, but I'm going to believe at the end of the day they do the right thing. Right? We need to continue this bridge that we've built halfway. We need to finish it. We need to get to a vaccine or treatment or whatever you want to call it. So we take death off the table for the most vulnerable. Uh, continuing on, right? we'll sort of put stimulus behind us because at this point we're waiting for Mitch. Don't have anything. Uh, the NASDAQ. We, we've seen a lot of quickest ever. Quickest to a a bear market. Quickest out of a bear market. Uh, Well, we went from NASDAQ peak to uh, a NASDAQ correction in three days. NASDAQ saw a 10% drop in three days. That's kind of a rip-your-face-off rally or uh, whatnot momentum that uh, it's going to scar a lot of people. So it'll be interesting to see if weekends were flushed out. You know, we have a bounce today, which... You know, if you go back and look at, you know, stats, the, that fourth day bounce is, uh, is not uncommon. Uh, it will be interesting to see what they do. Uh, but 
you know, do we have a buy the dip or does it move on? So we shall see. Uh, what I do have is a couple of earnings. I highlighted two earnings calls that I was going to be following. Um, that I was going to be following over the weekend. I think we talked Sunday about these. Might have been Monday, right? Kind of, kind of off because Monday wasn't a trading day. Might have been Monday. It was Slack and Lululemon. Uh, and as we talked, and you can go back and watch it, I said both will report a beat, and they both did. But I was very cautious about what they would say in the second half. So starting with Lululemon, right? This is a, I don't know what you want to call it, app leisure retailer uh, that does focus on high end, right? Their consumers are well off, right? You get, you know, I don't know what it is, like $100 yoga pants or whatever they are. Uh, and they were, they were more cautious about the second half than the market liked. And again, they beat, they beat top and bottom. But they were cautious. This is this is where we are going. We have seen companies pull forward demand, and it is um, it's starting to unwind, right? As people talk about a vaccine in October, November, December, we're going to see a, a structural shift. So Lululemon beat beat uh, top and bottom, but cautious, and their stock is down today. Then there's Slack. Slack is one of these, you know, cloud-based uh, companies uh, who's been growing like a weed, kind of a, a NASDAQ darling for a long time. It beat top and bottom. It grew revenue by 50%. Third quarter in a row, it grew by 50% and yet smacked. Now, Slack is one you have to kind of peel back, right? Is it, is it a sign of other cloud-based applications uh, that we are kind of seeing the peak valuation or... Um, is Slack an outlier because they are competing with Microsoft Teams and maybe Microsoft is just that big bad gorilla out there who always takes out technology companies, which they were known for in the 2000s. So you have to, you have to ask yourself, is Slack a sign of things to come in the NASDAQ where if you don't beat and raise and you, you, and you only show 50% growth, that's not enough? Um, I think they were down like 12% or 13% this morning. So, man, when did 50% growth not become enough? And I think that's something NASDAQ investors need to ask themselves, right? I think Slack, you need to ask yourself, is Slack a sign? Is the, Slack the canary in the coal mine? Or is it an outlier because of its big, bad competitor? That's a, that's a question that needs to be pondered. Uh, we do have a deal cancellation. We have been talking about LVMH, Louis Vuitton. Uh, buying Tiffany uh, jeweler for $16.2 billion. Uh, it was struck, I believe, in early January before this health crisis took hold. And we've talked about it probably half a dozen times. LVMH's owner, richest man in Europe, has been looking for a way to get out of the deal. Uh, and uh, he pulled that trigger today. Uh, near as I can tell, he is basing pulling out on the fact that Tiffany wanted to extend the closure into December and the contract said it had to close within one year. And he is he is going all in that that is the reason he has the right to cancel. Uh, I expect this to be a lawsuit, much like Simon Properties and I think it was Tannenbaum they were trying to buy and then backed out. Uh, but uh, I think LVMH is not buying Tiffany. They will, If anything, they will pay some breakup fee or whatnot. Uh, but Tiffany will, the little blue block, little blue box will be a standalone company moving forward. 
Tesla has been in the news. Obviously, a 21% drop yesterday. I'm sure it's up today. Uh, but there's a lot of people talking about uh, Tesla. And that is, uh, one, is earnings quality. Uh, lots of people have been talking about and pointing to the fact that uh, they were missed for S&P inclusion in, in, in Etsy kind of took its spot. And what they're saying is, yes, they've been profitable four quarters in a row, but their earnings, earnings have not been from their core business, which is making cars. Right? Their last quarter, they had a great earnings announcements, but most of their profits were selling energy credits. Right, energy credits for the most part fall to the bottom line and um, made it look a little better than uh, than it was. Right, so again, nobody knows. Right, S and P the the committee doesn't come out and say why they weren't included, but people are starting to ask questions. Right, Tesla is really not making all that much money making cars. Right, if that takes hold, which I don't think it will, because Tesla is still this kind of thing that people chase but if it ever does if tesla ever gets evaluated as a car manufacturer they are clearly um overvalued on the positive side people are coming to defend tesla and they're saying tesla is not a car manufacturer and they shouldn't be valued as a car manufacturer they are essentially a tech company on wheels this has been the tug and pull for tesla forever tech companies have a long history of you know uh strong revenue growth but no earnings so this is this is going to continue on uh tesla is is going to be that stock that goes forward so uh it, it will be interesting uh, we do have some talking heads coming out uh stanley Druckenmiller was paraded in front of the cnbc audience this morning at like 5 30 or something talking about the, the stock market being a raging mania uh, he's talking about the fed and treasury cohort creating uh, mania and all financial assets, taking rates low so we have to chase other areas. Uh, uh, and then at one point, uh, Stanley went on the, a pretty big rant about stock splits not creating value. Why, are people, why do people take stock split companies and they go up 15% the day of the split? There's no value created. You know, a, a four-slice pizza becomes a 10-slice pizza. All of those things. Uh, so... Pretty, pretty big rant, uh, uh, so we'll see what goes there. Again, this channel is about real estate and, and your money and investing. Mortgage demand, again, this seems to be a broken record. Uh, mortgage demand from home buyers was up 3% week on week, but 40% year on year. That's amazing, 40%. This, year on year is usually a single digit number, and we are seeing a 40% rise in mortgage apps. Again, those are apps, not deals, not closing, not offers, just apps. But still, it's a, it's a metric on a metric, right? It was the same quality as, as last year. So pretty crazy. Refis also up 3% week on week, but 60% year on year. And that makes sense, right? Rates are clearly lower than last year. So yeah, mortgage demand is up. Home buyers are still raging. Uh, I am trying to get some brokers on the phone or in these uh, interviews so we can talk about it, see if the market is still hot or if it's slowing down. Uh, I will bring those as I get those lined up. Home Depot uh, is changing how they're going to um, you know, talk about uh, the holiday season, right? If they're, they're the first retailer that I saw um, already anticipating holiday season being different, 
right? We have historically seen, you know, Thanksgiving and then Black Friday and, you know, come rushing to the mall. Uh, Home Depot is changing it up. Uh, They're preparing to have two months of Black Friday. Uh, They are going to uh, make it as much online as in-store. So I would expect lots of retailers to do this. Uh, I do not expect to see... You know, those videos you and I have probably seen in the past where people are, you know, pressed up against the glass of Walmart trying to get in and get the $50 TV. Uh, But maybe uh, I think that would be a disservice, but we'll see. Uh, The holiday season, though, it's it's right around the corner and we do need to start thinking about it. So uh, I just thought Home Depot deserved a shout out for uh, attacking it differently. Uh, The App Store. Mark Zuckerberg was actually asking an interesting question, and of course he tried to dance around it about, is Apple's App Store a monopoly? And again, I think one of the largest risks uh, the big tech, the big five have, is antitrust. Uh, and, and the App Store, right, the 30% VIG they ask from all of, their, um, all of the apps and the makers, is, is, is their Achilles heel? Uh, is, is the App Store seen as a monopoly? Uh, so we'll see where this goes. Again, I think it is something that happens over the next four to five years. I think, I think Alphabet, Google, Facebook, uh, Apple, uh, all of all those folks, um, Amazon, of course, will see some antitrust in the next four to five years. Uh, I did see that Biden uh, issued a at least a sketch of an interesting tax incentive and disincentive. Uh, basically what he is talking about doing is he wants to prioritize manufacturing in the U.S. Sounds good, right? Top of, uh, top of fold kind of uh, title content. Uh, but he is going to bring um, the, the tax code to bear. So again, we'll be, it'll be interesting to see how it's done and if there's loopholes. But he is talking about a 10% offshoring penalty. Interesting kind of like AMT for you and I back in the day, but a 10% offshoring penalty. And then a 10% advanceable tax credit for bringing stuff back. Interesting, right idea. It's one of those reasons that I think uh, the next decade will be, a pr- or the next couple of years will be really good, uh, is we are going to see manufacturing brought back. Again, I'm not saying that uh, Biden wins by any means, but I, I think either president incents manufacturing coming back and might as well use the tax code. Uh, it is a great equalizer, so it is, uh, it's interesting. Um, he does promise to create six executive orders within the first week in office around Made in America. <coughs> I tried to figure out what the six would be. I don't know why six not three why one not six but the article seemed to make six a big number don't know why whatever and then lastly uh it was interesting to see one of the talking heads uh, in this case howard marks trying to talk about things that you and i are probably thinking when is it time to invest in out of favor assets Uh, he talked about physical assets being out of favor obviously retail and office and then He also talked about out-of-favor stocks, entertainment, and hospitality. Uh, I think there is a time to start doing that, and he is proposing that it's now. Uh, In his world, uh, 2021 um, gets better, and we're, in his world, less than four months away. 
so he says that this is now, now the time for him to start repositioning and maybe, just maybe, uh, locking in some distressed assets. And that's at least something to think about, right? Uh, if we really think that uh, post-election, post-inauguration, that um, you know we're going to have a vaccine and treatments, that maybe we do have a really good run and we have some manufacturing back and an infrastructure bill and you know unemployment just keeps racing back to you know sub four percent. It's it's an interesting concept. I'm glad somebody is talking about out of favor assets versus hey, let's talk about the big six tech stocks and and what are you doing there? So. At the end of the day, I got a lot of interviews today. Let me look at my board here. Uh, of course, it's Wednesday, so we're going to be talking with Anna Kelly at uh, 8 a.m. Uh, I'm interviewing another gentleman at 9 and someone else at 10. Yeah, so we got three interviews lined up today, so uh, it will be an uh, interesting and long morning. So take care, everyone. Of course, remember, we're racing to 10,000. If you can help me get there, hit the little subscribe button. Thumbs up would be awesome. Take care of yourself, and we will, of course, talk to you tomorrow about 7.30. Bye.